Welcome to this edition of Tarvalon Talks. I'm one of your hosts, Thad, and here with me today are Dahl and Deanna. In this episode, we have a very special guest for everyone today. He's a man of many things. A professor at the Citadel, a lover of a knight's tale, many scholarly articles under his belt, several Middle Eastern or Middle East translations, lots of academia and written fiction. You may have also seen him on a TV show called Contact, which is all good, great, and grand, but did you know he has Robert Jordan's desk? He's graciously putting together a book that explores the inspirations for many of the people and places in the Wheel of Time, the origins, you might say. We would like to welcome Michael Livingston to the podcast. Michael, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. It's probably Middle English translation stuff as opposed to Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I caught myself in the middle of saying it. <laughs> yeah, my Arabic isn't so hot, but but you asked me to talk 500 years ago and I'm, I'm good to go. Hey, you know, I, I've actually read uh, a couple of your old, um, older uh, academia articles. I really liked the one about the medieval maps that you did. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, I read that one yeah. like a while ago, too. So I think one of the favorite things from for me from that article specifically was your TO map section, because I read the whole thing that you had talked about with the two sphere theory. And I was like, that's really interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like that was graduate school for me. Uh, yeah. A long time ago. God, I was younger man back then. I might have even had hair. I'm not sure. So Tarvalon.net like has a special place in my heart because I came to the attention of the estate. I'd, I'd actually, I'd met, I'd met Jim and there was all kinds of stuff back there, but I really kind of came to the attention. Um, cause when I gave the speech inducting, uh, Jordan into the South Carolina Academy of authors, which was held here at the Citadel. And, and that was like hardest speech ever given in my life. It was really rough. Um, and from that, I ended up giving a talk at Charleston library society. Uh, about the uh, the impact, literary impact of of Jordan, and Harriet came to that. But who also came to that was uh, a member of Tarvalon.net, um, who said, "Oh, well, this was incredible. Will you come talk at our? Uh, I think it was a tenth anniversary celebration. It was it was? I, yeah, our tenth anniversary. There you go. It was there in Charleston, go. and we got to see Harriet invited us to the house and." So we got to take the yeah. tour of the house and uh, yeah. we came and talked that night and it was, it was actually really great. I really enjoyed it. And oh, thank I've you. been a fan thank ever you. since. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. But, but yeah, that, that really, like that really kind of like set in, in motion somehow this, like, like this is, this is, this is the guy who does the thing or whatever. And, and, and that, and that this is the guy who does the thing is part of how like this book is happening. So, um, and, and, on, and honestly, in the, you know, it's part of the reason the desk is here, right. You know, that they were like, where's the desk going to go? Well, the guy who does the thing. And so, you know, okay, well, I'm the guy who does the thing. So here it is. And, and yeah, that, uh, you know, being invited to give that talk, uh, you know, and, and, and the kindness with which I was, I was welcomed. Um, you know, everybody's so, uh, so warm and, uh, you know, like who, who the hell's this guy? It was just like, this is a guy, like, let's listen to him, whatever. And it was, it was, so I have this, I have this place in my heart for Tarvalanda. Like y'all are cool. Good to have you here. It's good to be here. Thank you. If we want to get right into the questions, we can just go ahead and do that. Although I'll, I'll let everybody know ahead of time. There's no Nakomi questions. 
So <laughs> if you're if you're if you're listening to the podcast for that, there's none of that here. Yeah, I'm not allowed to talk uh, to talk Nakomi until uh, until the book's out. Um, but yes, uh, all 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 will be revealed at least insofar as I can reveal things. Well, don't worry, we won't we won't get into too many specifics. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. In fact, let's start as general as possible. Um, tell us yeah. about your history with the Wheel of Time. How did you start reading the series? Uh, yeah, so I, I started, I think, I keep saying it was when I was 15. I think that's right, because I know I couldn't drive yet. Uh, and I was living in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I, uh, I, I liked fantasy books. And I had some, some, uh, some allowance money, rode my dirt bike uh, across the prairie, to the bookstore and uh uh there was this new release the eye of the world and um i thought well all right you know it's looks interesting from the cover i guess or whatever and sat down and started reading it and uh spent all my money because <laughs> because i you know it was like a new release right so it was crazy expensive um and uh and yeah i took it home and and kind of fell in love with it right away and from then on was just every time a new book came out, I bought it, um, you know, even all the way through graduate school. And, um, and yeah, it's kind of been a part of my life, you know, ever, ever since. Obviously, my relationship to it has changed a lot, you know, from being kind of like a fan to being, you know, whatever I am now. Um, I'm not, not quite sure what that is, but uh, I mean, I'm still a fan, but like, yeah, it's, it's been very, very strange, this experience, right? Um, put you put you on the other side I'm, of the veil, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually I'm literally recording this at his desk, right? So uh, like I'm, oh I'm sitting my hand my hands are <laughs> on his desk right now. Uh, I'm sitting in his chair. Um, this is actually his his this is his chair. Um, yeah, it's 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 been very it's been wonderful. It's absolutely been wonderful. Um, but it is definitely one of those kind of bewildering, like, is this real kind of, th kind of things? You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that thing about the cover of the eye of the world, uh, like catching you because most people I know that have started reading those books, that's, that's generally what they say got them is I saw the cover when I was at the bookstore and that's what reeled me in. And it's been a bumpier area. It's been a fun ride ever since. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a terrific cover. I mean, it really was. Their covers, really, because they kind of have the the inset cover as well, which is which is also like, hey, this is this is interesting. Um, totally, totally cool. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some covers that, that weren't as good, but at that point, like I was so sold, like like <laughs> I loved it. But um, but yeah, that first cover, man, so good. And the new release that the re-release that they've just done. Uh, where they basically kind of like took the same cover, but the, it's got like a white background and stuff now. Oh, the the thirtieth oh. anniversary one, I think. Yeah, so tight, like so tight. I I uh, I love it. I love it. It's so cool. So yeah, I, I I was just captivated, and and the and the first, uh, you know, I read the first ch two chapters, I think. Uh, you know, so the, the 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 prologue in the first chapter. Um, in the store they had like those big comfy cushy chairs and i just like sat down and and lost an hour of my life and i was like well you know i'm gonna lose a lot more than that pretty soon so uh yeah it was it was it was just a cool a cool start to a story and you know at that point i could already see i mean i was you know 15 years old or whatever you know you could see that 
that Jordan was doing stuff with history and with myth. You could even those first two chapters, it was like, man, this, like he's playing with some stuff here. And and that obviously is kind of like what has led ultimately to this book, which is about that, you know, about what he's what he's doing with it. All right. So if you were part of Ranlan, where do you see yourself? Oh, okay. So like, I know I should say something like Lan, right? You know, like, like badass, right? You know, be like, oh, yeah, totally, like, awesome. Uh, I mean, I got, I got a sword on the wall behind me. Uh, but, I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm getting old. So <laughs> I, I feel like that's probably, those days have passed me. Probably loyal, you know, I mean, that kind of like, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, keep track of the history, you know, be a part of things, but always got a book in your pocket yeah i got a book in my pocket i'm doing some research you know like yeah we got to we got to have this fight you know but also after the fight's done i really want to talk about that fancy arch over there i've never really seen that architecture before that uh i think that's probably that's probably me uh that's probably <laughs> me just trying to you know trying to record things and trying to trying to keep track of it all but but still a little bit there yeah it'd probably be something like that i mean i wish i, I wish i could say it was something more grand but you know i think like that's a great place to be because i love loyal and he is he's just awesome and somebody has to be the historian somebody's got it yeah, that's right who doesn't love loyal that's right yeah. i mean he's so good he's so good loyal he's beloved and that is essentially what you're doing is he was what the recorder the historian for rand's journey and the journey of of the, all of our heroes and in origins you are recording the journey that robert jordan went on to write these books so yeah essentially what you did yeah that makes me really like weirdly nervous um <laughs> you know it it it's just, it is it is a weird thing how much um how much like weight i i i feel with all of this and i actually had a, a long conversation with brandon sanderson during the process of this, uh, you know, talking with him and we, we were talking a lot of stuff that was just like, you know, for the book, but, but then I was also like, dude, how do you handle it? You know, like, how do you like, just, you know, what do you look from the other side? You've been doing it for a while. Like, like give me some pointers and stuff. Um, cause yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of strange feeling like, like you're holding a little bit of that, of that mantle for somebody that, um, that can no longer hold it from themselves. And somebody that, you know, that you, that was such a big part, important part of your life, you know, and you know, is an important part of other people's lives. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I've certainly, I've done my best. That's what I will say. <laughs> done my best. Talk us through that. How did you learn that you were being tapped to write the Wheel of Time Origins? Uh, so I learned it in an email from Harriet um, in May, 2021. Uh, in May, 2021. So this, the idea... In some, in some ways, the idea for this goes way back. There had been a um, a plan for me to do a sort of biography of Jim, uh, of Robert Jordan, and um, and that uh, for all sorts of reasons, like we weren't ready for it, and it just like we weren't we were, we decided not to do it, and so like that was kind of there. And then I was actually my my uh, my current agent. Paul Stevens, who was the person who was the editor at Tor, who bought my uh, book series Shards of Heaven, but then he became my agent. Um, he was the agent, or, or sorry, the editor 
who represented um, Tor for Wheel of Time. So he knew everybody very, very well. Um, and yeah, we were just in a conversation and he said, you know, you should do a book on the Wheel of Time. And I said, well, you know, we, we kind of talked about doing one before and, you know, just didn't feel like people were ready to do it. And I said, he said, maybe you should talk, maybe you should ask Harriet again, you know, like just ask her. And, um, and so I kind of put together like a, like, this is what I want to do and sent it with the assumption that, that she would, you know, not want to do it. And, uh, you know, because of what I was asking, cause I was asking for something kind of, kind of big, right. I want access to everything. And, um, and yeah, she wrote back an email and, um, and it was, it was, it was magnificent. It, the, the first line was, it was like, dearest Mike. <laughs> and then she said, I'd love you to do this book. And then she proceeded to tell me that she'd already talked to Tor about it. She'd already told like, like, like everybody knew at that point, yeah. like, it was like, like, yeah, I want you to do this book. And also, you know, like the publisher wants it and they want it by this date and we're going to arrange this and that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, like <laughs> that, that went from zero to a hundred really fast. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, in the end it was an email and, um, and yeah, they were, they were incredibly gracious. Everybody was incredibly gracious. Uh, and, and yeah, gave me access to like anything I wanted, anyone I wanted to talk to at any time. Um, you know, I had the call list for, you know, for anybody for, you know, if I want to talk to Tom Doherty, the publisher of tour, yeah, here's his number, call him whatever you want. Um, how much did you actually utilize that list? I used everything. Uh, I talked to everybody and some of them multiple times, uh, because, uh, you know, look, this, there's, there's only one shot. You know, I want to get it right. And, and the, the, the nightmare scenario is that I, at the end, look back and wish that I had done whatever, right. You know, that I had gone, you know, stayed that extra half hour at the archive or whatever it was. And so like from the beginning, I was like, I'm I, like, I am not going to face that in the future. Like I am going to have put every ounce of effort that I can into this. I'm going to talk to everybody until they hate me for talking to them. Like I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to read every scrap. It was, it was really intense. It was really intense. And so, yeah, I, I, I did, I availed myself of everybody. And, and what was amazing about it is, is nobody hated me for it. Um, I fully expected them to be like, would you just stop, like stop bothering us. And instead it was, it was like, yeah, like, what more do you want? And, and I'm like, Oh, nothing right now, but in 10 minutes, I might, I might call you back and we'll see. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah, they, everybody was really, really super. And, uh, and, and yeah, just the opportunity to have full access to, um, you know, to all the notes, right. There's, there's the notes that are on, on public display, um, at, you know, here in Charleston, uh, at, at the uh, college of Charleston, uh, but, but there, there's more stuff and, uh, to have, uh, to have all of it and everybody was, was pretty special. Hope that answers your question. Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent above and beyond. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, uh, knowing that characters and places are based on real world myths, uh, in your research for the origins of the wheel of time, did you come across anything while you were researching a character that made you, you know, realize, Hey, 
I've done this in other academia research. Yeah, it did. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so my like main claim to fame, I guess, internationally um, is like as a, a, a military historian. And, and this was, I wouldn't say like the driving force uh, intellectually for, for, for Jordan, but it was like absolutely a huge part of his intellectual interest was military history. Um, and, and so like, I, I knew a lot of that stuff was going to be there and it was really, really cool to, to, to like, to, to get into that. Right. And see, all right, you know, for this, for this battle, like the battle of Malden, for instance, um, right. So it's like, there is a, there is a battle of Malden, like historically, there's a historical battle of Malden, um, which has a. Uh, amazing, it's fragmentary, but it's amazing old English poem uh, associated with it, which is which is just cool. Um, it's like an old English poem that I've, I've translated and stuff because it's because it's freaking cool. Um, and so, like, I, like I knew, and but I knew. Look, he didn't. His battle of Malden, E N, is different from the battle of Malden, which is O N. Um, and it's not a spelling thing. Like they are fundamentally different battles, right? So he's so he's clearly he knows about the Battle of Malden, but has chosen not to redo the Battle of Malden. But he's used the name. But you know, so what has he done with uh, you know the, the 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 Battle of Malden? You know, like in in the end, like what has he made? Well, it's mostly the Battle of Crecy, uh, which I've run several books about because um, I'm like totally into the Battle of, of Crecy. Uh, and so, uh, I had just book come out in July, I think it was, uh, my new book on the battle of crazy. And so, yeah, like seeing, okay, here's where he's using crazy, right. But here's where he got that name. He got it from Malden and, and that, that happened sort of constantly this, this, this constant, um, you know, him making contact with the world that I do, you know, in my day to day, uh, was, was really strange. Like, I mean, really cool, but like, uh, it sort of gives you shivers sometimes when you, um, you know, you're like, I was, I was, I was teaching that this morning. Like what, like what's, what's going on, you know, now that I'm, and I'm, now I'm writing about, uh, Jordan doing this in the wheel of time. It's really, it's really neat to have that. And, um, he did that in ways large and he did that in ways very, very small. That's really um, interesting. Yeah. And I've tried, I've tried to in the book. Like I'm, I, so I have a, I have a word count that I like, they, I couldn't make the book as long as I could like, it had, it had to be a certain length. And so like within that was like, well, I want to give as much a flavor for what's happening here as possible. And so, you know, I've, I've, I've noted some things that were like very small, you know, which kind of like in a sense, I don't want to say they don't matter. Obviously they matter to us. We're fans of this stuff, but, but aren't like, Oh my God, it's that huge thing. You know, it's like a little thing. And, but you know, he was doing stuff with that little thing. Um, but then he's also doing stuff with this big stuff. So like trying to sort of give you a sense of, of how his mind worked and how he constructed things, uh, and, and why he was constructing it that way was really tremendously important to me. And so, yeah, it did, it did end up reflecting a lot 
back on like on my work um and it, you know you, I, it was just how giddy you know, so, were you well i was giddy it was you know somebody said during this process um there was somebody and i i won't say who it is and i don't know why they would not want me to say that but i didn't ask them if i could quote them so i won't um but somebody said uh you know you they said you realize you're the only person who's gonna write this book um and you know the only person who who can who can grasp everything that he had uh and i was like i don't I'm not sure i like that idea that <laughs> i'm the only person who can like that you know like that's that's kind of strange but no problem i mean it's yeah yeah it was kind of weird like, like oh you know what if i get hit by his bus tomorrow does the work never get done like that's not good um but but it was just these constant points of contact that you know the the teeniest little thing that he would that he kind of written you know left as a clue or whatever it was like, i know what that is like that's weird it's weird that i know that what that is like that's why the hell do i know what that is you know and and it enabled things to to come together and and i, I what i hope is going to really uh people are really, really going to love that people are really going to enjoy uh, to see this this side of things i definitely enjoy the small details with a lot of stuff like you'll see a name mentioned here and you're just like i know what that you know i know what that is and i don't even you know follow it like you do well I, yeah i mean it's cool it's cool to know things mm-hmm. uh and and jordan was he knew so much stuff and like it's all in there and uh, you know and his life is is in there um and and i i you know, go to a lot on that too. You know, his life, his life was in there and you know, where he'd been, the people he knew, um, it's, uh, it's wild. It's yeah, wild. It's really fascinating. Like I'm not huge on the military stuff, so I miss a lot of it. So it'll be interesting to read, you know, what I don't know. Cause I don't know. I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I, I, I wrote the book, um, in the most, um, you know, kind of like accessible way possible, mm-hmm. right? Like not as a, like not as a specialist or, or yeah. you know, like you don't have to be a military historian Good. to understand like, you know, yeah, what I'm, what I'm getting into. I have so. a basic grasp of it, but I don't, the details. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. From, from what I, under, from what I understood, he encapsulated uh, kind of being in the field of battle, what it felt like comparative to like, you know, a Hollywood video or Hollywood movie of it or something. Yeah. Yeah, Hollywood. They're terrible. They're terrible. Uh, yeah, no, he he does he does a great job, and and you know a lot of that comes you know from his own you know war experience, yeah. um, which I do which I do talk about in the in the book. So the you know one of the first chapters is you know basically a biography of of uh, of Robert Jordan and and uh, you know what he had experienced and 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 been through uh, because it is part of the books. It's yeah. it's part of part of what he created. Um, so kind of on the flip side of that, what's something that you learned or that you were surprised by that you learned when you were working on the book and you can be as general or specific as possible, not trying to get you to talk about certain characters. Um, (laughs) I, I can, I can tell you absolutely of the, of the things that are in the book, I can tell you absolutely, uh, the thing that surprised me the most. Um, without question. Um, and, and, and it's, and it surprised me because it surprised all of us. So, um, 
he he refers to um, the the staple crop of the ideal um, is is zimai, and like it's like look, it's the word, it's just it's corn, um, is what it is, right? Which is maize, m m a i z z e for any uh, uh, people north of the border listening in. Um, so like like he scrambled the letters. Um, wh- that's what I thought. Um, is he just scrambled the letters of maize to make zimai, and and like it, it actually kind of like bugged me, because this is not how he normally did things. This is this is like a very unusual that this would be the case, but it's obvious that's the case. And so, so I wrote that this was the case, right? And and talked about you know what's going on here, and this is. Yeah, this is really maize, and they make uzquai with it, which of course is whiskey. Um, and uh, Jordan was a big fan of whiskey, as am I. So, like, that was fun. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And and look, every like everybody read it. Everybody was like, "Yep, nailed it." Uh, and then I got an email. Like, the book is done, basically. <laughs> like, it's done. And I get an email from Maria who's read the book at this point, like five, six times. And, and Maria writes me and says, yeah, so I was watching Jeopardy last night. And on Jeopardy, there was a question about the scientific name for maize. And the scientific name for maize is Z-Maze. And just, I think that's where he got it from. Uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously that's where he got it from. Like that's yes, that's, and, so, uh, and like, and so now it does. <laughs> it does in fact fit with this is how he did things, and now it actually fits. Instead of being like the one, because up to that point, like this is the one anomaly to his yeah. practice of doing things. Mm-hmm. And instead, it wasn't an anomaly, and he'd actually like he, but he'd spelled it so it was rescrambled maze, which he probably thought was hilarious, and like this hilarious like Easter egg joke that he had for himself. And, and like, just because Maria happened to be watching Jeopardy that night, they happened to have a question about this. She happened to have just read that entry that afternoon. So it was like fresh yeah. in her head. Um, and, and, and as like a kicker to the whole damn thing, uh, the host of Jeopardy uh, was, of course, uh, uh, Brandon Sanderson's former roommate. Oh, so, yeah. Wow. Um, oh, man. And so I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> That's the universe giving a sign right there. The wheel turns in mysterious ways. Like, all right, uh, let me go change that, change that entry. So yeah, that one is like of the things that are in the book. That's the thing that, that like most surprised me. Cause it was just, and again, it surprised all of us. Like, you know, Harry had read it. Everybody had read it. Everybody was like, that's how it is. And then by chance, lightning struck and, and yeah, well, I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. And I'm so happy I'm wrong. Like, it's so great. I'm so glad that you did this book to give him the credit for all of those little things that I'm sure he slipped in there that we as fans, like, kind of noticed, but may not know for sure. And now we will just have them confirmed. That's what I'm most excited for is to see the little things that he dribbled in here and there. Yeah, he was he was a he was a clever guy. He was a clever guy for sure. Yeah. So I don't know if that actually answers this next question, or maybe there's another one, but is there anything in any particular subject that 
was the longest it took you to research? The longest that it took me to research. Oh man. Um, Not including yeah. random jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> random jeopardy, like things just popping up. Um, so I don't think I can say, or I'll say this. Okay. I'll say this. Um, there were a couple of things that I knew, I knew he had to have gone from somewhere and I just like for the life of me could not figure them out. And, and it was, and like days, hour, like just constant, like what sleepless nights trying to figure out what, what he had done with something. There were a couple of those. Um, and you know, in some degrees, those are the most fun. Um, the, uh, others, others, I spent a lot of time researching, not because it was hard to know what he did, but because I fell down the rabbit hole, like, you know, because he's dealing with like such a, a variety of stuff. Um, so I, like when, like when it comes out, um, Aludra's entry. So, um, I, I adore her. I think she's awesome. Oh, she's one of my favorites. She's so cool. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. Um, like, so her entry is not very long. I mean, cause I don't like it so much space, right? I can't just go on and on about all these things. I'm just, here's the information, like move on. So like her entry in the glossary is not, not huge, half a page or something. Um, but the, like the like the, the the story that I that I tell you about about where her name comes from, like I kind of knew that going in, but I be, I bet I wasted a full day, just because cause it's just a, a crazy story about like who she's based on kind of thing and and like not I didn't like need to spend a day researching that for the for what I wrote it was just like this is cool like we just keep reading about this like and I was just gone. And then I'm like, that's not good. I should not be spending that much time on like, I wrote the entry this morning. I'm done. Like, what am I doing? Why am I still like, cause it's awesome. And, and I, I, I like to think that actually that is something that would have pleased him very much that, that he would have really enjoyed somebody, first of all, figuring out like, Oh, you got that name. Are you kidding? Really? You put that in there. And then that they got sort of captivated by history mm-hmm. and were like, it's like kind of down the rabbit hole, like, and, and were gone for a while, you know, like, like I, I, I like to think that he would have in, enjoyed that. Um, cause, cause yeah, I mean, I was, I was sitting right, literally right where I am right now, like yeah. doing that. And, and yeah, at a certain point I, I did a lot of talking to, to him while I was writing this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, a lot of it was like, like, what are you doing to me? Like, oh, come on, man. Like, I got, I got to work more, you know, like, and, and, uh, yeah. So there, there were, there were entries that took a long time to figure out. And there were entries that took a long time just because uh, that's cool stuff. Like it was cool stuff that he had in there. Good question. When you have complete unfettered access to all of his information, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got, uh, yeah, (laughs) because the, the, and the information is not well organized. Uh, I should say oh, that. Into the carriage um, house, like. <laughs> yeah, anybody who's dealt with the notes, it's bad. 
yeah, it's not it's not super good. And the um and like the the archive is not well arranged or whatever. And that's that's nobody's fault. That's just the way that uh that he kept his files, for instance, is like he knew he knew where the heck things were. But um, you know, it's a bit like uh I one of my great friends and colleagues um doesn't organize his library you know like like you know i mean we're both historians um you know mine are you know like this section is 100 years of war you know this section is my you know middle english stuff you know this is like his is just that's just where i put that book you know like like that's not that's not organized man you know but if you ask him he knows where everything is he's like oh it's the book that's over there you know and it's it's next to that green one you know, why are those next to each other? That's, that's where I put them. Like, that's kind of the way Jordan was with his own notes is he knew where stuff was. And so for us trying to like find something in it, it can be a little bit daunting. Um, it helps to have digitized them all. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Absolutely. So when working on this project, uh, did you by chance come to a new appreciation for any segment of the Wheel of Time series that you, you know, may not have liked as much before? That's a good question. I came to a better appreciation of early Nynaeve. Um, you know, when I first read the books and, and obviously, you know, this is kind of like a weird question. I mean, I was like a 15 year old kid, a 15 year old male kid. Uh, like I just naive. I was like, well, what is like, what's going on here? Like, she just, I was mostly annoyed by her. Like, stop tugging your hair. Like, just what is going Like, it just didn't do anything for me. Now her character course changes drastically over the, over the course of the books, which is one of the things that, that, that Jordan was so phenomenal at is, is, you know, character arcs and, and development. And so, so she'd only changed. And I, and I obviously, I grew as a human being and I, I grew to, appreciate her but to go back and see how how central she was from the like the moments of inception like the, that she was there i mean so many other main characters that people think of as like that is such a central character no they didn't exist like but she did she did like from the beginning and to see why that was and how deeply that was, I was really kind of humbling for me. I was sort of like, you know, looking back at my younger self, like you idiot, you know, like, I mean, try to be nice to yourself, you know, I was like young kid, whatever, but you know, I'm like, dude, like, how did you miss the boat so much? You know? And, and so, yeah, I really do, you know, since obviously I've, in the course of all this too, I've you know, read the books again, however many times now. Um, but, you know, looking at it through that lens of, you know, okay, this is what I know he was doing from the beginning and then reading what he's, what he's doing from the beginning, uh, you know, in the actual, actual books, that was very, very cool to me, um, to really recognize that and, and get such a better sense of, of what's going on, like behind the, the strings behind the scenes, yeah. you know? Um, so definitely I would, I would say it was naive was, was the, the thing that I, um, I really kind of like kicked myself for not seeing as, as you know, powerfully as I, as I do now. Yeah. That's so exciting. I like you very struggle a lot with Nynaeve, especially when I was younger. Yeah. She was so annoying. Um, oh yeah. She's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. 
but I've talked to other fans who are huge Nynaeve fans and they have brought up to me like, no, but she's so central to Rand's journey. She's essential to Rand's journey. She fits this, this role in his life that really helps him. And that's have made me have a greater appreciation for her as a character. So I'm excited to see how she was central to the process to add an extra layer of appreciation yeah. maybe someday in some reread she won't drive me insane <laughs> <laughs> i hope i mean if she does it's fine um you know there's no there's no wrong way to, to to fan or whatever um but yeah certainly for me i i definitely have a, a different a different view on her than than i than i once did and and uh and yeah seeing seeing that in the notes and i try and talk about that you know in the in the book obviously um you know, and talk about how she developed even, even before, you know, before he starts writing the books, like he's, he's thinking about, you know, I mean, he's thinking about the books, right. But, but I of the world hasn't been begun yet. He's, he's, he's just grappling with, you know, I'm going to do this thing. I don't really know what it is. And she's already like there. Um, that's wow. pretty cool. I think. Yeah. You'll, you'll like those pages. I think. I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yay. Do you have a favorite real world reference or parallel in the Wheel of Time that gets some attention in Origin? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, and and it's totally self-serving. Uh, oh, I know it's self-serving, but self-referential. Um, so you know, where I'm sitting, you know, here at the here at the desk, here in his chair, uh, I have a window beside me. Uh, and out that window, I can see the White Tower, and um, I really like that. Um, so you know, he went to the Citadel, which is where I am, uh, where I teach, and uh, and and this is where the White Tower is. So the White Tower is on campus. Um, it is there's there are lots of White Towers in the world, but you know, when he was thinking White Tower, he was thinking of it's called Paget Thomas Barracks, and it's literally right there. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it, like when I first came to the Citadel for my job, like I, uh, like I did, I'd walk past it and I'd be like, that's interesting. Like, huh. I wonder if there's a, like, <laughs> and it's sort of like eventually found, yeah, there's that guts, the white tower. Like, dude, yeah, that's literally the white tower. Um, like that's cool. Uh, so I, so it's, it's definitely my favorite. But that's like I get to see it every day. So, uh, so yeah, that makes me that makes me happy, and um, and 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 it makes me smile because of so many things that he's playing with. The Citadel had been an all male school, um, military college, uh, and of course the White Tower that he makes like flips all that around. Like he loved doing things like that. He he just like thought they were it was fun. Like this is, this is so, you know, cool to do this. And if anybody realizes what I've done, they're probably going to laugh. Like, and, and, and they also might recognize that this is also, that there's a point to it. Like that it's, it is kind of, you know, like, like funny or I don't know if funny is the right word, but like, you know, like clever or whatever, uh, that he did this, but also like, like there's a point like, like making this all male reference an all female reference like like there's a reason for that and it's central to the work of the wheel <laughs> of time like it's central to what he is doing yeah. in this entire series and so yeah i that one's my favorite 
Send us right there. So, so cool. <laughs> Must be nice uh, looking out the window every day and just, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, but you got to work, right? You know, it's right. like, I, I can't just sit here and just be like, I'm touching his desk. But like, I have to work. Like, I got to get things done. Uh, I got to get things done. Uh, but it is, it's hard not to sometimes because it, um, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now. Like, you know, I, like I know where his elbows lay, you know, because of the way the finish is worn, you know, like, oh. like that's, 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 and so then you're sitting there like, do my elbows go there? They shouldn't go there. That shouldn't be right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very strange. I have chills hearing you describe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. It's weird. So, so why, why don't we go a little bit North from the, uh, fr- from there? So, mm. Arafel is one of the countries that we only get small scraps of information about, culture-wise yeah. and fashion-wise. So is there any chance some of Robert Jordan's notes have more info on Arafel that'll make it to the book? Uh, yes. Um, not a lot. Not a lot. Um, but I do have an intro on, on Arafel. Um, so the you know, Arafel does get its name from the Bible, uh, if you don't know. Uh, Genesis, um, 14, one, uh, Genesis 14, one, uh, references a King of Shinar, uh, whose name is Amraphel. That's where he gets, uh, Arafel from. Uh, that's also where he gets another name from. Uh, if you follow the, follow the bouncing dot. Um, and, and of course, culturally it, it's getting, uh, it's echoing the steppe cultures and, uh, and the capital of, uh, Shoal Arbella is, uh, comes from the Persian city of, of Arbella. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's, he's pulled together kind of three major strands there, um, you know, to, 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 to get the basis of it. Yeah. So, so yes, there's, there you go. There's a, a little bit of, uh, a little, little bit of knowledge dropped. Um, yeah, but he didn't, he didn't have like a, like a book of Arafel or anything like that. Yeah. Our last question is specific for our, our site, Tarvalon. We do a Tarvalon to tier challenge every year, and we like to make sure that our mileage is super accurate. And we know the new maps have come out. What is the exact distance between Tarvalon and tier in either miles or kilometers? No idea. I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, honestly, no idea. Whatever number you're using is dead accurate as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the new, the new map doesn't change the dimensionality of the Westland. It, it changes in some fairly considerable ways the rest of the world, but does not change that. So, yeah, whatever number you're working with is, is, is probably right. Um, I never found a, uh, like, a, like a master scale uh, that I can, I can sort of a, a apply. Part of that is intentional on his mm-hmm. part. He joked about this a, a lot in answers to people where, where they would say, well, you know, what about this? What about that? The information on this? And he'd say, well, you know, look, we're getting this all through the filter of different culture and we're getting it through a filter of, you know, what these people know and, and how it's been handed down to us. And so it's all kind of garbled, you know, like that wasn't just like an easy way out of answering a question. Like that's part of how he's, how he's built the whole thing. It's actually just the honest truth. And so that applies to the maps as well. And I don't talk about this in the book, but I'll talk about it now. If you look across all of the maps, maps from the eye of the world to you know the maps in memory of light, there are inconsistencies. Like like you can't 
You can't make them all work. Something has to give somewhere along the line. That didn't bother him. Like, I don't know that it was directly intentional, like that he gave, like, like fudge this a little bit this way. So it's kind of wrong. I don't have like a smoking gun that he did that. But if he was aware of it happening, he was like, cool. Like, let's, let's leave it that way. Cause it, it can't quite work be, because it's coming from memory. Like, and this is, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, that, that is how we deal with history, right? This is what I do every day is try and figure out what happened. Right. You know, so the, I'm in the battle of Crecy as an example, that battle is fought in 1346. I have 81 sources literally on my desk that talk about the battle. None of them match. So like what happened? Are they, like what actually happened? Like who's right. And I have to be in this position of trying to sort through that in order to make the best argument I can backed by the most information I can, you know, that, that makes the most sense I can about what happened. And that's how anything in history is, right? You know, none of us has full knowledge about, I mean, anything that even happened to ourselves, like, frankly, right? We're like, there's like this constant missing information. Uh, and he, he wanted to make that reality part of the wheel of time because the wheel of time was reality. <laughs> yeah, it's intrinsic to it. So, so no, I don't, I don't know how many miles or kilometers or <laughs> leagues or spans, uh, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Spans like, I don't know, like whatever floats your boat. That's, that's, uh, that's what it is. Um, it's, uh, um, it's a good distance. Yeah. I'll tell you that it's a good distance. <laughs> it's a haul. It's a haul. I wouldn't want to walk it. Uh, I definitely take a boat. Uh, cause that's, that's not, that's, that's a long way to walk. That's what I would do. Good question, though. Those are all the questions that we have for you. But do you have anything that you want to ask us about? I, I'm sc I'm scared to, um, because look, you know, if if I asked you, like, uh, you know, what is the thing you most want to know, and then I didn't give you that in the book, like, I'm just going to feel miserable for the next weeks until the book comes out. So I'd hope that when you all read the book, number one, that you cry. I will cry. I can confirm. You can <laughs> <laughs> I cried at your talk at Jordan Con. I cry at everything Wheel of Time related. I guarantee you I will cry. You cried at my talk at Jordan Con? I love Wheel of Time so much. It makes me cry every time. Mm -hmm. Like like the the little the, like this last Jordan Con? Yeah. The, which, you cried? Yeah. A oh. little bit. <laughs> That's so sweet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna cry. Yeah, you're gonna ball. Uh you're you're gonna be gone. I mean, cause I cried, you know, so look, if, if I did, you better, uh, you know, like, come on people. Um, yeah. The, th the thing that got me was Harriet cause she wrote the foreword for the book and I didn't know that was happening. So I'm sitting here at my desk and I get an email from Tor and they say, Harriet's forward came in. Can you, can you just double check it to make sure like, look you know it looks okay or whatever <laughs> and i'm like her what <laughs> and, and like what what happened now and so and so yeah i read it and yeah i cried and um and i was probably this kind of just personal i mean she's very kind to me and um and then when i when it was announced that i was doing this i wrote a i wrote a letter um you know to the readers that's in the book uh, so, uh, so hopefully, hopefully that makes people cry. That'd be cool. Um, but, but yeah, just beyond that, um, the story of, of his life and, and of course, unfortunately about his death, uh, I think is going to move people. 
and uh, it, it certainly did me. There's some stuff in there that that nobody has known about, and uh, it's going to be is going to be captivating to people. Um, that that you know, again, I was kind of always in this. You know, do I do I keep do I keep this in the book, or do I, or you know, do I if I lose that, I can put this in the book. You know, like like what am I going to fit in the box? And and there was stuff that I was like, this is going in the box, and it may not be. Um, you know, somebody might have wished that I had one more entry in the glossary, but no, damn it, you're going to get this story, and I bloody well hope you cry and so so yeah there's there's stuff like that that i think is going to move people and i hope move people and um and i really just hope that uh, that people walk away you know with a better i say better like like people have a bad impression of, of jordan because they don't obviously we all love it but like a better appreciation like a like a richer appreciation um, of, of, of who he was and what he was doing and how he was doing it. And, and that, that, you know, in, in forms doesn't, it doesn't have to change anything. It's just, it's a, a, I think a wonderful thing to see the fullness of, of the art that he was doing and, and to kind of really recognize that. So I'm just really hopeful that that's what people get out of the book. And that you cry that, that too. Well, hey, we're, we're we're getting we're getting more Wheel of Time content in the year 2022. I can't. Uh, I'm I'm very happy by that. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 glad. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, there's some unpublished stuff in there. Well, a lot of them. There's thousands of unpublished words in there. Um, I did a, I did a word count at one point, and it was, an in, that was insane. It was thousands of unpublished words, and, um, which again was one of those things like. I kept asking and they kept saying yes. And, and I'm like, well, I can't believe you're going to say, you're going to say yes to this. You know, like I want to, I want to publish this huge like chunk of this and you're going to, okay. Like I kept saying, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, and, and, and that's, and that's neat. I mean, it was neat for me to see that is, it is still neat for me to see. I've read it. I don't know how many times. And, um, and that's, and that's exciting to see for me. Uh, and yeah, there's secrets that like Nakomi's in there though, though, honestly, like, look, nothing's going to, nothing's going to match the hype. Um, you know, I mean, look, people have been for years, like, like there's literally, there's literally no answer where everybody's going to be like that. That's more than I ever yeah, expected. Yeah. Like, yeah, yep. it's just not going to be the case. I'm going to tell you, you, you got to keep your expectations a little well, I mean, tempered on like, it. Yeah, okay. there's just there's not. There's I mean, I I've happen. been trying. So. People have had so many years to develop these wild theories yeah. that are just. <laughs> you know, it's it's just generation two of who killed Asmodian. It is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which which I talk about. You know, Nakomi Nakomi's in there because I'm trying to think how to explain this. Nakomi's in there because this is a story about how he was making the wheel of time. Cause, cause I'm, this is not a replacement for, or in addition to really the wheel of time companion, right? That is all, that is a book that is, I, I describe it as being in world focused. Like it's just looking within and like, well, this is the, the story of, you know, this King or that part, like it's, it's all that like plot stuff. Um, this is flipping completely around and looking outward kind of at our world. So like, it, you know, explaining who Nakomi is, 
like identifying her wouldn't fit except that it does is how I'll say that. Um, like, so it, it made sense. It made sense to be in there, but it, it, it's not, you're not going to get like, Oh, here's all this stuff about this character and what their childhood was like or something like that. Like it's not that book, but hopefully what you're finding out is going to, yeah, you're going to be uh, captivated. It sounds by very it. fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> was for me. <laughs> was for me. Was for me. So how did you, uh, I, I guess, how did you wrestle the reveal for this away from uh, Sanderson? Because I, I, I think I remember you speaking about this at JordanCon. Uh, no wrestling involved. He offered it to me. We were, uh, we were talking um, and I said, look, I have an entry on Nakomi. Do you want me to cut it? Because the you know he had promised that he would explain Nakomi on a certain timeline, basically, and the book will come out before that timer is up. And uh, I said, look, you know, Brandon, I I will I'll cut it. And he said, no, take it. And in fact, then he said he said, you know, I'll let me write something for you for it. And so, um, so yeah, what you actually get in for the Nakomi entry is is actually Brandon is me, and then kind of like I sort of like hand the microphone to Brandon. And then you get uh, Brandon's spiel. You know, again, is one of these like the collaborativeness of this. You know, that there was there was like no hesitate for him. He was just like he was like, no, you know what would be better is why don't I just uh, why don't I just write this thing and you put it in your book? Like, let's just do that. And oh, oh, okay, like I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> like do I owe you anything for that? Like, what do I, you know, and it's like no, just take it. Um, so so yeah, you get. That's like uh, two paragraphs or something from him talking about it. And then a little bit from me. So, so yeah, I didn't have to wrestle it. He just, that's just Brandon. Brandon's just a, uh, Brandon's a cool dude. We all know that. Um, he really is a cool dude. And, and he was so, so gracious, like, cause he, you know, he's got a lot going on in his own life. Um, and, and talking to me was not on that like list. And, uh, but as soon as he knew this was happening, he was like, all right, you know, you got my, you got my attention. What, what do you, what do you want to? When do you want to talk? How often do you want to talk? Like, let's, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. Great guy. I think what strikes me the most is like having been involved with the wheel of time and as long as I have is that everybody involved is just as much a fan of it. And it's just as interested in seeing the story be told as the readers are that it doesn't surprise me that they gave you so much access and that they were so gracious about everything. Cause they won't hear these stories too. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and it and it is obviously very gratifying. And I, you know, I mean, with with the maps, you know, when they when I said, well, this is what I've found, means like the map, and you'll hear all this by the time this is airing. People will know this story. Um, you know that, that there was there was this information on the maps, and like, oh, should we do a new map? Um, and Tor was like, yeah. Uh, and Harriet said, yeah, we got to do a new map. Um, and you know what? Alyssa Mitchell should do it because she's the one who did the actual Westland map that everybody loves. Um, and so they got on the phone and, all right, Alyssa's doing the map. Uh, you know, and, and that that kept happening to every turn. Like the, the copy editor, the copy editor for my book is Robert Jordan's copy editor. Like that they made sure, like, who who touched the wheel of time touches this book like that it, that it will be like it will have that glow or whatever um and and you know that i wasn't like that stuff i wasn't asking for i'm like 
you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be a copy editor involved, you know, but they're like, oh yeah, no, we, we got yeah. this person. I'm, I, I kind of got the impression like they were retired. Like, I don't know, but I kind of got this impression like, well, we actually convinced, you know, this person to, to do the copy editing because they're the wheel of time copy editor, you know, and like, uh, and they're thrilled to do it, you know, and having the same readers for the uh, audio book. Um, you know, so we've got the, the audio book is, is, uh, uh, is the main readers that everybody knows. Um, and a little bit of me, uh, I'm, I'm doing my recording, I think on Thursday, actually. Uh, and, uh, and Harriet. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's the four of us, um, doing the audiobook. And again, just because, because people wanted to be a part of it because they, as you said, kind of have this generous connection to it and everybody kind of felt like it was this, like almost like a way of closure to everything. There was just this moving quality to the whole thing that I really, I really hope shines through in the final product. I didn't know I needed the audio book for this, but now I do. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I'm going to have to now knowing this. It was fun. Uh, it was fun to do. And as will make sense when you've read the book, it was also a nightmare for the narrators, um, for, for Michael and Kate. Um, they, she actually tweeted, we had a wonderful tweet exchange, she and I, uh, this past week because, uh, she tweeted about how she had just finished reading her part of, of the origins book. Uh, and, and like was like, had never had so much trouble with something because of all the different languages and all the different <laughs> pronunciations for things. And I was like, I was like, sorry, not sorry. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> uh they had it was it was nightmare fuel for them they uh when production wrote me what they do in an audiobook is they will send to the author and i had to do this for shards of heaven you know for crazy books for history fiction doesn't matter they send you like here's a list of all the words we don't know how to pronounce uh and then like you either write up pronunciations or you like record them uh and so you know it's the record pronunciations and they're usually like i don't know a couple pages long this thing was I was just, I don't, I was like six, 700 words. It was enormous. They were like, we got no idea. We got nothing. Like, what do you want us to do? Uh, and so, yeah, I sat there and I recorded for like an hour or two hours or something like that, recording all these things. And it was also, it was a conversation too. In, in, uh, you know, I'm like, well, this is, this is how I'm pronouncing it, but also it kind of should be pronounced this way. But you know, in your audiobooks previously, you did this word this way. And really like, so we don't want to screw people. Like, so there's all this like negotiation of trying to figure out like just how are we going to pronounce this one word, right? Which is going to take two seconds in the audiobook, right? But but we're, but we're all like, it's like we got to get it as right as we can. <laughs> 10 hours because, of deliberation for two seconds of audio. Right, 10 hours of deliberation. <laughs> By God, we got it. Like, because, because we know, we know that like, cause, cause we're like you, right? It's going to matter. And people are going to be, you know, well, but I pronounce it this way. Am I doing it wrong? You know, and this like, and I, mean, I think all that kind of is in the end sort of silly in a sense because like whatever your head head cannon is is great like whatever but all of a sudden i'm on the like i'm not a fan now i'm actually i mean i'm, I'm a kid i'm still a fan but like like now they're asked they're asking me to make a like a like a canon decision like like from now on canon will be what comes out of your mouth mike so what is it you know now, now you're team jordan yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, what do I do with that? Like, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, you know, lots of things like that are, are 
were, I mean, they were stressful or whatever, right? Um, but they are wonderful and they're, be, and they're because everybody has this dedication to, uh, to get it right, you know, for you all. Um, and to make this what it is for you, right? You know, this is, this is not a book that I wrote for me. I wrote this for you. Um, and I wrote it to like, you know, I've been given this privilege of having access to all this. How can I make you feel a part of that? How can I make you part of that? How can I make you see what I see? How can I make it something that means something to you? And that was just like the constant refrain that was in my head. And I know was uh, yeah, everybody who was lined up behind me, you know, they were just kind of helping hold me up, right? And helping hold me to that standard and and hopefully helping me meet that standard because they understood what I was doing and 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 why and believed in it. So I just I you know, God, fingers crossed it worked. Uh, and and you all and you all love it. I hope. I am sure we will. No no doubt about that. I'm sure we will. I am like chomping at the bit to get my hands on it. November 8th. Yes. November 8th, everybody. <laughs> Pre-order, pre-orders are love. Let's get the best out of list, y'all. Let's do it. Uh, I, uh, it would be, it'd be really, it would really be cool if, if that happened. I think it would sort of be a shot across the bow for a lot of people that, uh, look, you know, the wheel of time isn't a past thing. It's a present thing. And we can continue to like keep this train rolling and continue to have that love. And with the, the, you know, the show coming out and everything, I think it's, I think it's a great time to, to be a fan. That there are no endings to the wheel of time. That's right. That's right. But while there are no endings to the wheel of time, I think we have come to the ending of this podcast. Alas, alas, yes. I'm so glad you picked up on that. (laughs) It's well done. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today and answering all the burning questions that we had prepared for you. It was my pleasure. If you'd like, if you would like, please plug anything you'd like here. Upcoming books, interesting articles you're writing. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Uh, look, if you're into medieval his- history, you're into military history, read my book on Crazy. Crazy Battle of Five Kings. It's awesome. I love it so much. Uh, and, it's for, and it's for a popular audience kind of thing. Uh, so if you're really into that, do that. But otherwise, you know, look, just, you know, origins. Like, love it, live it. Um, and, and, you know, when it comes out, you know, if you like it, you know, leave good reviews and stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's easy to forget, um, what a difference that makes right in, in algorithms and in the eyes of publishers. And, you know, I mean, look, we don't, you know, we don't know if this, if this does really well, you know, I mean, they there are other things that could be done. I will say that. Um, and would there be an interest in doing that? Like, well, I would hope so. Uh, so, you know, you know, pre-orders are love reviews be kind to one another. Y'all just, just be nice to one another. You know, the world's rough. Hug each other. High fives. Thumbs up. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Tarvalon talks. We hope this interview has pushed you over the edge and now you're out there pulling up your favorite book website, pre-ordering the book right now. But if you've already done so, Get a friend to listen and get them to pre-order the book as well. 